Hi, everybody, and welcome to the Mind on Mental Health podcast. My name is Andy Dean. I'm a licensed clinical social worker. And today is the second part of my conversation with Jamie Winters, who's also a licensed clinical social worker, as well as a senior primary therapist at Penn Medicine Princeton House Behavioral Health's outpatient program in North Brunswick, New Jersey. Today, Jamie and I discuss what people can do to build mental health resiliency in retirement. So I hope you guys enjoy the episode and find it helpful. All right, so it sounds like the first bit of advice that you would give essentially is to find ways to build structure to your day keeping the structure in terms or thinking about it in terms of something in the morning, something in the afternoon and something at night. Right. Um, yeah. Cause again, the idea is like purpose. So it's even like volunteering. Um, you know, I was having a conversation with um, an adult, not an older adult. And they were saying that they often don't recognize how old they are that they still think of themselves as like 18 right out of high school and it's like how did I get here and I feel like seniors probably have that same thought too and that's why a lot of times when I recommend like going to the senior center as a way to develop purpose there's a lot of resistance I'm not a senior I don't go to a senior center Mm -hmm. and you know what, That that's fine. It doesn't have to be a senior center. And I love the idea of, you know, you're only as old as you feel or you think you are. Um, so it's anything, like anything to create purpose, anything, you know, you thought about ever wanting to do in retirement, like now's the chance, like to really go out there and like explore new interests, like explore different anything you know you always thought you wanted to take a cruise take a cruise like maybe not right the second but you know like now's the time to really get out and see what what life has to offer and there's a lot yeah I totally agree and I also think by the time we're seeing someone in one of our programs it's extra difficult to try to convince them to to start doing some of those things because usually they're in a place if they come to us where they're now depressed on top of, you know, whatever else is going on in their life. So obviously motivation is going to be hard and like, you know, trying to convince them to get up off of their couch might even be a challenge, let alone getting out and taking a cruise for the first time in their lives. But that doesn't mean that it's any less important or, worthwhile to do those things right and that's why like my second idea for like resiliency was the idea that we talked a little bit about with like taking it kind of like one day at a time and and focusing more so on what's happening in the moment because I think a lot of times with depression and anxiety especially we like psych ourselves out and we think you know, that we're not capable of going for a walk or volunteering and um, cooking. And if we kind of like outside of our emotions think about these tasks, they're things that we've been doing our whole lives. So at least, you know, 40 years of walking, I'll give <laughs> right. people. <laughs> yeah, right. I mean, hopefully. 
<laughs> right. And, you know, or 40 years of like doing things and engaging in life. So if we tend to think about like the, again, the past and what we're not at this current moment, then we kind of like diminish our abilities to perform any of the activities where if we just focus on taking it one step at a time, one moment at a time, and just doing the best that you can in the moment to make the most of it. I think that's where we can like really work to empower ourselves because it doesn't matter what we were able to do yesterday or what we're able to do in five minutes. It's what we could do right now. This is the only time that we have control over. Mm. So if I can go into the kitchen and boil some water, cool, I can do that right now. Or if I can go outside and sit in my chair and watch the cars go by, cool, that's what I'm doing right now. Like, it's at least doing something healthy for yourself and and helping to, like, propel you forward rather than, again, keeping you kind of stuck within that, like, not-so-good headspace that maybe you can get into from sitting and thinking for too long. Yeah. So in this one, it sounds like basically what you're saying is you know, instead of just sitting in your chair and watching TV, maybe getting up and boiling that pot of water so you can put some spaghetti on or whatever, that's going to be probably healthier for you than just sitting in your chair, watching TV and kind of getting wrapped up in negative thinking or going outside, sitting on your porch again to get away from TV for a while, getting some fresh air. That's probably going to be better for your mental state than, again, sitting in your chair and just watching TV or, you know, watching the news or whatever it is. Yeah, the news, I always say, I don't know why. I feel like a lot of people tend to watch the news on like repeat all day long. (laughs) Uh And it's the same five stories over and over again. They're never positive stories. And that that was always a rule I had in the older adult program was you can watch one news program, one filter through once, because what you catch in the morning is going to be the same thing that you catch tomorrow morning. It's also about like what you're doing. I'm not opposed to you sitting and watching TV as long as you're not sitting and watching TV that like enforces your fear and forces your hopelessness that you can get. From like having such a transition in life, you know, if you're sitting Mm -hmm. watching the news and all you're thinking about is like how there's nothing positive going on and then the the news shows are reinforcing that, you know, that's not that's not going to help make retirement like all that it can be. If you're sitting there watching like a movie or you decide you want to you know, catch up on like a cool documentary or, you know, that's something that is fun and interesting to you, you know, that I say, go for it, go for that. Let me just say that I love that rule, but I'm curious what your success rate at enforcing that rule has been. (laughs) I'm not sure what the success rate was, but they've gotten lots of pushback. Yes, I'm sure. (laughs) But I mean, look, I think that's an amazing rule. And actually, that's come up on the podcast before, regardless of the population or the issue that we're talking about. Like, I think that's an amazing rule for seniors. I think that's an amazing rule for young adults who maybe are just checking the news on their phone all day. Or I should yeah. just say adults. <laughs> you know, I'm definitely guilty of that. You know, I'm not sitting in front of a TV watching the news, but I'm still, you know, checking 
on my phone multiple times a day, which I hate doing, but it's just, it just seems to be there all the time. Um, And it's definitely not good for my mental health or I think anybody else's. So again, I mean, I just think that's a great rule in general, but also specific to the seniors. Yeah. The first, for a lot of what I've noticed, it seems like the older adult population is very much like into the news, like whether it's the newspaper, watching the news channels, like the five o'clock news, the good morning news, it just becomes so much, you know, I think Mm -hmm. about, especially this time of year, like when 9-11 happened, and that was all that was on. And you think about when a hurricane happens, and it's all that was on. And it and it just is so suffocating sometimes. And it's so important to stay up to date on on what's happening. But after a point in time, it does it just becomes suffocating with the same images and the same news reels and the same like it it, it becomes overwhelming. So yeah. I I even cut it off like if you read the newspaper, that's what you're reading. You're not watching it then. <laughs> I totally agree. Yeah. And I think you know what? One thing that's specific to the seniors in this example is that in the senior population specifically they might not have as many things that are stimulating them throughout the day because they're Mm -hmm. you know more homebound than other populations so they may even get a more concentrated dose of the news because they don't have you know they don't see as many people during the day they may not Mm -hmm. have as many supports or you know in we're talking about retirement they just don't see as many people in general because they're not going into the office anymore. Um, so it's almost becomes like that news can kind of take up more space in their in their life and in their, I guess, like more mental space. It's like a way for them to critically think a little bit more. Mm-hmm. Yeah. And, and that's a really important thing, I think, for all adults that we need some kind of like mental stimulation every day. Um So especially as you get older to help like fend off some of that memory loss that can happen and some of the mental fatigue, you know, to be doing something like mentally stimulating every day. So the news can help with that. And again, it's like picking the news station that you feel is most mentally stimulating. And that's the one news station that you watch and trying to find some other ways. You know, I think we get so stuck in, well, this is what I like. This is how I've always done it. And we're afraid to like venture outside of that box. And I think that's how retirement could also maybe get like a little stale more quickly is if you're not willing to like venture out of your comfort zone a little bit more. Take a crocheting class. You never thought you'd be into crocheting. Take the class. You don't like uh, mahjong? Sit. With the group, play some mahjong, maybe you'll be surprised, you know? Mm. And even if you hate the game, maybe you'll like the company. Yeah. I I almost think the game is less important than the company. Yeah, for sure. You know? (laughs) It's like a big package of, you know, you definitely need the social connectedness and the mental connectedness that you get. Because, I mean, if we're talking, I mean, we're talking about retirement and work does that for us, Mm -hmm. right? It gets us thinking, we're problem solving sometimes, you know, where we have to form our thoughts and send emails. 
So we are critically thinking every day when we're at work. So you turn that off and then it can become very boring if we're not looking for other ways to critically think and challenge ourselves. Yes, totally. So if I were to sum up this quote unquote tip that you're giving right now, it's basically you have to go outside of your comfort zone a little bit. Yeah. Try some new things. And it's really important not to get stuck in the same pattern because that's not good for your mental health or your brain on multiple levels. Yeah. I mean, you have the time right now in retirement, you know, that you're typically done raising children. You're now done with work. So you have the time to explore and to just discover and do it explore whatever discover whatever like you know get out there sign up for things and see what clicks and what doesn't you Mm -hmm. know i'd even try things multiple times to make sure that there wasn't something about the class or the experience that that you didn't care for you know it's really your time to make it what you want you know we all have thoughts of retirement when we're on those long days at work and, you know, we're, we're just sick and tired of it. What did you think about? What did you think about when you thought of retirement? And go out there and, and do it. See, see what you can come up with. I just want to say for the record that you and I have never had a day like that at work. Never. Right? I love it. <laughs> <laughs> so we've already gone through... A few of these. So I just want to say so far they've been the importance of structure, taking things one day at a time, and really making an effort to do things that are outside of your comfort zone. So do you have any other tips for how to build resiliency and mental health um, during retirement? Yeah, I think one that's really important is just to stay connected. One of the things that I love about work is co-workers and having that like family outside of your family and the conversations at the water cooler, so to speak, mm-hmm. you know, like that kind of stuff that when that's taken away, it's it's significantly noticed. I think it's so important that we stay connected. And, you know, it it's also important, I think, to be realistic with what we're looking for for, from our connections. You know, not all of our connections have to be like our best friends forever that we tell all our innermost thinkings to. It's okay to have like a movie buddy or a lunch buddy, whatever it is. You know, it's just important to stay connected and to work to meet people. I know Rutgers has the the classes that they can take the senior auditing program so like you can meet people there they also have classes that you can take specifically for seniors 60 and up and you can sign up for them there you know there's a lot out there that you can do that you can connect with other people and even if you don't feel like you're a senior and you could go to a senior center because you're just not that old go there volunteer you know, help people out. As long as you're trying to make connections, it's so important. I can't stress that enough because I think, you know, we were talking about loss and unfortunately one of the things that happens with growing older is we lose our support through death. Yeah. 
it's it's important to recognize that no one can replace the people that you lost and you still need to make connections so that you can still get the feelings of like belongingness and love right you know that's so important no matter what age that we're at